0: I give God praise this morning for um, this opportunity to bring God's word to us today. I want to say thank you to Pastor in and the leadership of the church for this opportunity to bring God's word to us this morning. Pastor is out on a different assignment. We're praying that the grace of the Lord will manifest in his life and will bless people. In the name of Jesus. We are gonna continue with our series that we're running this month and next month, which is unraveling the mystery of godliness. We're gonna continue with our series. Two weeks ago, Pastor looked at um manifested in the flesh about Jesus Christ from our opening scripture, which is first Timothy three and 16. And then last week, pastor looked at justified in the spirit. And today we're going to look at all the power of justification as justifies in the spirit. And today we're going to look at enjoying angelic ministration praise the lord enjoying angelic ministration so i wanted to as the lord will help you pay very keen and very rapt attention to what the holy spirit is about to say to us this morning and while the word is going on, I'd like you to ask him for wisdom to implement what you hear. It's one thing to hear, it's another thing to do. And again, I wanted to ask him for grace to do what you hear. Because the word of God is for application. That's the only time it produces results. If you know it and you don't do it, you will not get results. You have to know it enough to sponsor a conviction for application. So if you know it, then you sponsor a very formidable conviction for application. And that is when results comes. Don't just know the word of God and carry it around and quote it. And it does not reflect in any of the things you do. When a situation comes, you act the other way. No. That is not a conviction. If a medical doctor is being trained, or an individual is being trained to be a lawyer, whenever there is an argument you see that perspective of legal practitioner practice rather would just show up in that debate if a medical doctor is anywhere and someone has collapsed you see a reaction from medical knowledge to save that life so when you see a situation as a christian you should react from the deposit Of the spiritual content within your spirit. And not act the other way. Praise the Lord. We're going to start with our opening scripture. First Timothy chapter 3. We've got a couple of things to discuss. So I just want you to run with me. No distraction. Please be here. Mind, soul, and spirit. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 16. The Bible says, and without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. And we we'll have been looking at this all through this particular scripture all through last two weeks, last week, and this week. Now, without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested. In the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels. Whether you're physical in the building or you're watching us online, particularly the online people, I, I just want you to know that we know that you're here. And the same blessing and the same grace in this same house will extend to you in the name of Jesus. The Bible says he was seen by angel. I want to stop there because that is where we're looking at today. Seen by angels. We're going to look at the ministry of angels and the life of believers. Let me tell you something. I want to ask you, are demons in existence today? Yes or no? Are they fully oppressional today? Are they causing havoc in people's lives? Yes. So also are angels. So I don't want you to, you know, only acknowledge the fact that demons are around and they're causing things and they're creating problems for people's lives without acknowledging the presence of the ministry spirits, the angels. So I wanted to acknowledge because even as we are here, they are here. That you do not see them has nothing to do with their presence. They are here, but your physical eyes cannot see them. The angels. Remember the Bible talked about how Jacob dreamt and he saw angels ascending and descending, right? And he said, and this is what? The house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. But he said, I did not know it. But praise God we know. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Remember when um, the chariots of Syria came against the man of God, the prophet of God, Elisha. And Gehazi said, Alas, master, what shall we do? Because we're surrounded. And the Bible says, he said to him that they that be with us are what? more than they that be with them. And he said, he, he prayed that the eye of the young man will be opened. Because it's not a physical, optical eye that you used to see. The angels know. Something normally happens in an individual's life before you can see in the realm of the spirit. It's a spiritual sight that can behold them. When, when, when Peter and John in the gate of beautiful Acts 3 said to the lame man, look on us. And the Bible said they fixed their eyes on him. You think it was the optical eye they were looking at? No. No. Remember, they just contacted something in Acts chapter 2, and there was a tongue at the cloven, the Bible said the cloven tongues of fire was on each of them, and they carried it to that man, and they said, Look on us. Hmm. It's not optical eyes that they say, Look at. So, the angels are here. Acknowledge them in your life every now and then. That's what we're going to look at today. Matthew chapter 28, if we bring that up, um, if we look at our pastor, Lola led us so powerfully last um, couple of minutes ago in our Bible scripture reading. And we read that Matthew chapter 28, 1 to 10, and we read Exodus 25, um, 8 to 22. But we're going to extract a few things from these scriptures this morning. Matthew 28. Let's start from there. Matthew 28. I love my hard copy Bible a lot. Praise the Lord. I don't think I can ever do without this. And the pastor is too electronic. But for me, I love this. Hallelujah. So, Matthew 28. Verse 2, remember the Bible says it was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels. How was it seen by angels? Matthew 28 and verse 2, the Bible says, and behold, verse 2, there was a great earthquake for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning, and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. And the angel answered and said to to the the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. It's not here, verse 6. For his reason, as he said, come and see the place where the Lord lay. Our emphasis this morning is verse 2. And behold, there was a great earthquake, and for for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. So the angel that, that rolled away the stone saw the resurrected Christ. Is that correct? Is that correct? Now, the Bible says when you gather in the name of Jesus Christ in a church like this, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12 that I say makeup. I'm going somewhere this morning. I just want you to follow me. That's a makeup of the congregants of the throne of heaven. That's a makeup. That's a constituency that constitutes. The personalities that are on the throne of God, and these things we need to be conscious of these things each time we approach God, whether we are in our in our home, on a private personal altar, or we're in church. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 12, Hebrews chapter 12. I'm not sure I gave this particular scripture but hebrew chapter 12 the bible said i just want to read something to you and verse 22 hebrews 12 22 is said, but you have come to mount zion and to the city of the living god the bible says the heavenly jerusalem so god is a personality within the throne an innumerable company of angels so the bible calls them uncountable numbers of angels innumerable companies of angels then it said to the general assembly and it says and church of the firstborn who are registered in heaven is this church registered in heaven is it registered in heaven so do you now agree that there are innumerable companies of angels here now the bible says to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are raised up in heaven to god the judge of all and to the spirits of just men made perfect and to jesus the mediator of the new covenant and to the blood of sprinkling that speaks better things than the blood of than that of abel So, whenever you come approaching God, know that these personalities are where you are if you come seeking for Jesus. Now, the Bible says in Revelation chapter 5, in Revelation chapter 5, the Bible says in verse 11 there, the Bible says about these angels, it says, verse 11, Revelations 5, 11. Now the Bible said, Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne. Angels around the throne. The, the place, the throne we read in Hebrews chapter 12. Around the throne. And the living creatures, and the elders, and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000, and thousands of thousands. This is the number of these angels. That's why Hebrew writer could not give the accurate number. I say, innumerable company of angels. And the Bible says they lifted up their voice in verse 12 say, What is the lamb who was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing? Now, if we go to Exodus chapter 25 where Pastor Lola led us earlier on, I want to establish something that propels or initiates the company of angels around believers. That you Christian does not just mean that they would walk with you or they would be around you. Something propels or activates their presence Within your vicinity, around you. That was why the devil sought to penetrate Job. He could not. He went to God and said, Have you not built a hedge? What was the hedge? According to scripture, the Bible said that the angels of the Lord encamped around those that fear him. So that was the, the wall that the devil could not penetrate. The devil could not penetrate it because the angels of the Lord, Psalm 34 verse 7, angels of the Lord, they ain't around anyone that fears, that reverences the name of the Lord. Jesus said, be careful what you do to these little ones. He said, because they are angels. He said, behold the face of my father. Who is who is who is in heaven he said behold he said be careful how you treat these little ones christians the ones that serve him the ones that 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 relinquish everything for him the ones that fear him the ones that reference him he said be careful how you treat them because they're angels these things are not cliches these things are realities They are what? They are what? Realities. He said, for their angels behold. Consistently, they behold. That was why the devil tried, by all means, to penetrate Job. His possessions and his family. And he could not Had to go back to God. Job was not living in heaven. He lived here. In the Middle East here on earth. The Bible says in Exodus chapter 25, and let them make me a i want you to, to, to understand how God began to tell Moses what will uh what will pre exist the beginning of his. Of his experience with angels. Up until this time, God has not told Moses anything about the angels. But this time around, the Bible says, and he said, Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. So, you and I are the sanctuary of God. He said, let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell. Because if I find a sanctuary and I come, I don't come alone. When I come, I come with a company. Because the Bible says, I see the Lord. Let let, let me read it to you. Isaiah. Sorry, uh, you, you might not find all the scriptures that, whatever the Holy Ghost jumps into my mind, that's what we guarantee, but we still read the, all the scriptures that are given. Now, the Bible says in Isaiah chapter 6, that in the year that Uzziah died, verse 1, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. He said, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and his train the throne of his robe filled the temple, and above his two seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, he covered his face. With two, he covered his feet. With two, he flew. So he—you would never find the Lord alone. When he comes, he comes with a company of angels. You can see that there—that there were six cherubs, six um, seraphims or seraphs attached to his movement. I don't want to go into the different personalities of angel, That's not our focus today. That's a whole broad thing to deal with around seraphs and cherubs. And, but most of what we're going to deal with today are cherubs. Now, if we look at First Peter chapter 2, put your hand in that Exodus, please. First Peter chapter 2. We're coming back to the Exodus. I just want to establish something. 1 Peter chapter 2. And verse 4 to 5. 1 Peter 2. 1 Peter 2. 4 to 5. The Bible says, Coming to him as to a living stone. Rejected indeed by men but chosen by God and precious. He said now coming to believers say you also as living stones are being built up a spiritual house a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual ha- sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. So you are a spiritual house sanctuary of God. You are a sanctuary of God. God said to Moses, let them make me a sanctuary. We're going somewhere this morning. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 19 to 22. The Bible says there, Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners. But fellow citizens with the saints members of the household of God. 20 said, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, 20 21. In whom the whole building, being fitted together, grows into a holy temple, grows into a holy temple in the Lord in whom verse 22 says you also are being built together for a dwelling place of god in the spirit for a dwelling place of god in the spirit so again is dealing with believers being the sanctuary of god first corinthians chapter three First Corinthians 3 and 16 First Corinthians 3:16 he said do you not know that you are the temple of God do you not know that you are you are yourself you are the temple of God can you call your name I said Pastor Moses I am the temple of God can you call your name? Call your name and say, I am the temple of God. And the Spirit of the Lord dwells in me. So he said, do you not know that, that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? And if anyone defies the temple of God, he said, God will destroy him. Why? We'll get there. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are? which temple you are which temple you are now it just established to you that you are a sanctuary of God now let's go back to Exodus 25 let's go back to Exodus 25 that you are the sanctuary of God now the Bible says in verse 9, verse 8 said, And let them make me a sanctuary, that I may dwell among them. Now verse 9 said, According to all that I show you, that is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings. Just so you shall make it. So that's a pattern. That is what? That is what? So that what it, it does mean is if you violate this pattern you wouldn't have angelic accompany um company you wouldn't have angelic service if you violate this pattern it's the old testament but i'll show you a correlation exactly what god told moses some two thousand years or however how many years uh, you know later The angels, when they came to Jesus, they did the same thing. The same thing. So the pattern doesn't change. Spiritual patterns don't don't have um, um, an upgraded version. No. They are cast on stone. They are fixed. Spiritual pattern. said it has to be done according to pattern, then let's jump to verse 16. If we look at verse 16 of that same Exodus 25, we look at verse 16, the Bible says, And you shall put into the ark, and you shall put into the ark the testimony, which I will give you the word. Verse, 20, verse 17 says, You shall make a mercy seat of pure gold, Two and a half cubits shall be its length and a cubit and a half its width. Because it is that you shall make two cherubim of gold. Two cherubim of gold of hammered work. You shall make them at the two ends of the mercy seat. One on this side. One on this side. And then if you've looked at some pictures of the mercy seat you find that They are both facing each other and then looking down on the ark. And the feathers are touching together. He said, You shall make two cherubim of gold, of hammered work, you shall make them at the two ends of the mercy seat. Verse 21, let's jump to verse 21. Verse 21. Okay, let's read, let's continue, let's read from, let's continue, 19. Let's continue, 19, just for it to make sense to everyone. 19. He said, I make one cherub at one end, and the other cherub at the other end, you shall make the cherub at the two ends of it of one piece with the mercy seat. And the cherubim, verse 20, shall stretch out their wings above, covering the mercy seat with their wings. And they shall face one another. The faces of the cherubim shall be. Toward the mercy seat. Face one another and their faces shall be towards the mercy seat. The Bible says. And there. Okay verse 21. You shall put the mercy seat on top of the ark. And in the ark. You shall put the testimony. That I will give you. Verse 22. And there. I will. Do what? Can we read verse 22? Want to go. And there I will. And there I will. So there is a place that God responds to. There's a place that holds God's presence. That's a pattern. You don't just get God's attention anyhow. That's a pattern. He said, and there... I will meet with you. And then he said, I will speak with you from above the mercy seat. From between the two cherubim, which are on the ark of the testimony, about everything which I will give you in commandment to the children of Israel. So you can see that's a place where you uncover the secrets of your life. There is a location where you can draw instructions and guidance for your advancement in life. It said, dear, I will meet with you and I will speak with you from above the message, seat. Dear, because of our time, there are so many other scriptures. It said, dear, I will meet with you if you look at exodus 29 we're not going to read it exodus 29 42 and 43 he says, and there where the testimony is the world there i will meet with you so what it does mean is that each time you open the word of god God comes that is why when you are reading you say and I was studying and the Lord said and the Lord said has it happened to anybody here because say, there is where I will meet with you and when you hear the Lord said from today I want you to have the consciousness whenever you hear God speak to you it means there's an angel right there right there it means there's an angel Right there. Because it says, on the mercy seat, the chariots will be there, the testimony will be there, and there I will speak with you. Okay. Let me show you what happened in John. John chapter 20, let's jump. John 20, because of our time, let's jump some scriptures. John 20. I'll show you what happened before we get into some things that will activate the ministry of angels in a believer's lives. John 20 John 20 and verse we're looking at verse 11 let's look at 11. The Bible says the Bible says but mary stood outside by the tomb weeping and as she wept she stooped down and looked into the tomb verse 12 and she saw i want you to watch this look at what what god told moses in exodus 25 now watch what happened here this was maybe about two three thousand years later the bible says and she saw two angels two angels these were cherubs Two angels in white sitting, one, I want us to read it together, one to go, let's read verse 12, one to go, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one and the other, stop, is that what God told Moses when he told him to make cherubs, one on one end and the other at the other end, is it what he told him? Now the Bible says, and she saw two angels in white sitting. One at the head and the other at the feet. Where the body of Jesus. What was the body of Jesus? The what? Because they have to look on the testimony. They have to consistently look on the testimony. So they were looking at, two weeks ago, Pastor Priest about manifested in the flesh so the body was the world made flesh are, are you getting what i'm saying it was the body made flesh so the angels came according to the pattern god delivered to moses see these things are fixed that's why my little daughter if she grows up to walk into it she'll get results they are fixed there are no upgraded vision like when you're doing research and you cite something of 15 years ago they say it's too old 10 years ago they said change that citation we've got a couple of researchers here but the scripture it you don't nothing time does not invalidate it because it's eternal eternal so each time we apply ourselves to what the scripture says we will get the results the prophets and the people of old in the scripture god will get the same results now (laughs) now the bible says this verse 13 then they said to her if we bring that scripture back please john 20 verse 13 The Bible says, then they said to her, the angels, the cherubs, they said to her. woman, why are you weeping? So she said, because they have taken away my Lord. And I do not know where they have laid him. Now, when she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but did not know. Verse 15, Jesus said to her, what did God say to Moses? God said to Moses, if you put these things together, there, I will do what? There, I will meet with you. Now, see the Lord of glory. Once Mary appeared there. Who appeared? The Bible says, and she turned around and saw who? The same one that spoke to Moses. He said, if you put these things together, I will come there and I'll speak to you. And the Bible says, and Jesus said, Brethren, there are too many things around this scripture. There are too many things. What I just read to you now can be preached for a whole month. There are too many things here. One of them is that you don't come to this seat in the flesh. You don't. Because where it was kept in the tabernacle, nobody had access into the holiest of all except the high priest who must be thoroughly consecrated and sanctified and in the spirit before he can gain access behind the veil. Now Mary came with her intellectual mind she approached this place from her soul not the spirit from her soul with her emotions and with her intellect and when she got there she could not recognize what was going on in that vicinity because there's no way the Bible says a kind man cannot know the spiritual things why because they are spiritually discerned. The scripture said, Neither can he know it. Why? It is spiritually discerned. They are not in the realm of carnality or the flesh. They are not in the soulish realm. That's why the Bible says, When I pray in the spirit, it, say, it is my spirit that prays. He says, My soul, my understanding, my mind, my intellect is unfruitful. My intellect does not participate in the things of the spirit. Because. They are spiritual. See, when I pray in the spirit, my spirit prays and my understanding, my mind, my soul is unfruitful. It's a spiritual matter. Now Mary came in here with her intellect through her soul, her emotion. You can tell from her response. Woman, Woman, they called called her based on how she came. She said, because they have taken away my Lord. And I do not know where they have laid him. Now, the Bible said when she turned, she saw Jesus standing there. And Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Who are you seeking? supposing him to be a gardener there's no way she wouldn't suppose him to be a gardener because she didn't come through her spirit she came through her mind that's why we open the scripture through our mind but we don't see nothing but just pray a little bit in the spirit come back and open the same verse then you begin to see It's it like a river it opens up because it said Man of God, open the scripture. He said, He said to them, Open, he said to the Leonard, open the scripture. He said, I cannot because it is sealed. He told the to Leonard, he said, open the scripture. He said, I cannot because it is sealed. Mary could not. She mistook him for a gardener. No. And look at the emotion. Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him. And I will take him away. Emotion. But unfortunately, the things of the spirit does not respond to emotion. It has to be spiritual. Because Jesus told us in John chapter 4 that God is what? A spirit. And he, he that worships him must come how? Spirits. Not flesh. No. Spirits. Then the Bible says, Jesus said to her, verse 16. Mary, you know who he called? Her spirit. Because Mary is not the flesh, it's not her soul, it's the spirit. Mary, look at what happened. The Bible says she turned and said to him, What? So she recognized once her spirit was quickened, she couldn't know. So it's a pattern. It's a pattern that once you come with the word of God and opens it and begins to seek God and worship God, the angels. And you know that these angels, they help in evangelism. These angels, I don't have time, but these angels, see, one of them escaped from heaven and that's what the world uses there today when you see someone releases a song all of a sudden goes viral that is a submission to a certain spirit because the bible calls lucifer the anointed cherub that cover it and that was their function the function in the throne is to guard and to cover the glory of god if you look at ezekiel 28 14, the bible called him the anointed cherub that covered it that anointing is still there on lucifer so that is why when you see worldly secular people you see them go to some sacrificial stuff to submit their record to a certain spirit. Under that government, all of a sudden, see the whole thing will spread. If a Christian musician uses it, not the one of the devil, but the one with the anointed cherubs that are still with God, under that same umbrella, they will still expand. Praise the Lord. Just before we close, I just want to um, look at how to activate the ministry of angels. How to activate the ministry of angels. How do we activate it? Number one is passion for the propagation of the gospel. Passion for the propagation of the gospel. Passion for the propagation of the gospel. gospel. If we look at Acts of Apostles chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. Acts 5 and verse 12. You see something there. Acts 5 verse 12. And through the hands of apostles, many signs and wonders were done among the people. And they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. If we run to 15, verse 15. So that they brought the sick out into the streets and laid them on birds and couches And that at least the shadow of Peter passing passing by might fall on some of them. Also a multitude gathered from the surrounding cities of Jerusalem, bringing sick people and those who were tormented by unclean spirits, and they were all healed. The Bible says in verse 17, Then the high priest rose up, and all those who were with him, which is the sect of the Sadducees, One of my pastors calls them sad to see. Sadducees, he said they are sad to see. They are always sad to see great things. And he said Pharisees are far to see. That they are too far to see what God is doing. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, which is the sect of the Sadducees, and they were filled with indignation and laid their hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison verse 19. the bible says but at night an angel of the lord opened the prison doors and brought them out because they are propagating the gospel so when we have this passion for the propagation of the word of god to advance the kingdom you see angels in action You see, I'm just activated. Why? Because the Bible says that they hearken to the voice of his command. Psalm 103 and verse 20. And 21 there. It said they hearken to the voice. What is the voice of the command? Go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel. Baptize everyone that believes in the name of Jesus. Depopulate hell and let heaven gain souls. And the Bible says they laid hands on the apostles and put them in the common prison. But at night, an angel of the Lord opened the prison doors and brought them out and said, What did he say, verse 20? Want to go? Can we have that scripture, please? What did the angel say in verse 20? What did he say? Want to go? Go. Stand and what? Go and communicate because our responsibility is to guard and to protect any content within the testimony because that's what they are told to do. That God actually told Moses, this is the responsibility of these guys with me in heaven. So replicate it as you know as as an, a symbol in the temple that pattern has not changed now he says speak all the words the words of life to the people and when they heard that they entered the temple early in the morning and thought. they obeyed they entered early in the morning and taught If you read down, you see that something happened on your own. Maybe you read down, because of our time, we're not going to read all the scriptures. But if you read down, you see in verse 22, that when the officers came and did not find them in the prison, they returned and reported saying, look, verse 23 says, indeed, we found the prison shot securely. We found the prison shot securely. And the guards standing up, outside before the doors but when we opened them we found no one inside so what did the angel open you see the things of God is too deep you can never explain it if you walk with God just walk with God things will happen in your life that you cannot explain that are unexplainable the angel, the Bible said in verse 19, opened the prison doors and brought them out. Now, the Bible said, when man, see, when man, now, when he was in the spirit, it was opened. But when he was in the flesh, what happened? It was shut. When he was conducted in the spirit, what happened? It was opened door. <laughs> But when men of carnality, when flesh entered, what happened? It was shut door. You cannot explain the spiritual. No, 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 sir. You can't. Let's look at Acts chapter eight. Acts chapter eight, in verse twenty-six, Acts eight twenty-six, the Bible says. Acts 26 Acts chapter 8 and verse 26 the bible said now an angel of the lord spoke to philip saying who spoke to philip the angel of the lord he spoke to him saying arise and go toward the south along the road which goes down from jerusalem to gaza this is desert and 27 say he arose and went he arose and went now 29 says then the spirit said to philip go near so you can see the evangelical opportunity started with an angel the opportunity for evangelism he is the one that spotted and led philip into an evangelical opportunity the angel it still happens today it still happens today There was a young man I invited to um, speak to the youths on finances some weeks ago. One or two leaders here would know what I'm talking about, and the youths would know. How did I meet that young man? He's not my brother. We finished the program one day in Birmingham, when I was living in Birmingham, and I was going down to catch up a train. And I was so running because you know how a train happens here at a time then I just passed this young man and I heard a voice stop I said why I need to catch the train and he said the young man who just passed this and this and this is happening in his life right now you need to speak to him about it I said Lord but I need to catch the train He said no forget the train deal with this so I just stopped I just went to him and said excuse me sorry I don't know, this looks quite strange, but I don't know. I am just a person. And I was just passing, and I heard a voice. And this is what I heard. Is it, is it? what is going on right now in your life? And he said to me, who did you say you are? I said, this is my name. Is that happening in your life? I'm actually going to catch the train. He said, yes. He said, that is exactly what is going on. In my life, I said, okay, we need to talk about it now, and I need to pray for you. And we finished. Of course, collected his number, then I ran off. Of course, I missed that train and all that. And then later on, he actually became you know a media person in the church that I was pastoring there. Who stopped me? Well, I can't tell whether it's the Holy Spirit or the angel, but I heard a voice say, Stop. This is the issue with this young man. So, it still happens today. The Bible says, the angel brought this opportunity. Now, if you look at Acts chapter 10 again, now, you find out that the angel also spotted an opportunity. He is the one that located... um, that... um, gave Cornelius if you look at us at the Ten, gave Cornelius the address the location of where Peter was he said sent for him he will come and give you the word of God so once you're passionate about the scripture the propagation of the gospel you see things will begin to happen the Bible says about the ninth hour of the day he saw clearly in a vision. An angel of God coming in and saying to him, Cornelius, verse 4. Verse 4, please. Cornelius. He said, And when he observed him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? "Say Your prayers are heard. He's the one that spotted where it was. The angels. As 27, As we round up, Acts 27, if you look at um, verse 22 there, you find out something. That, again, when um, Paul was being taken to Rome, and there was an issue, of course, in that um, journey, and it says, in verse 22, he said, I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the sheep. For there stood by me this night an angel, an angel of the Lord, to whom I belong and whom I serve, saying, do not be afraid, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all who sell. God has granted you all who sell with you, their soul. So you can see that angels are interested to protect unto God, the word of God. What other, what other thing activates the ministry of angels? Prayer. Prayer altar activates the ministry of angels. Prayer altar. As we conclude. Prayer altar. Look at Acts quickly. Let's look at Acts chapter 5. Acts chapter 5. The Bible says in verse, Acts chapter 12 rather. Acts chapter 12. Acts 12. And verse 5. The Bible says Peter was therefore kept in prison. But constant prayer was offered to God for him. By what? By who? The church. He was kept in prison but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And verse 7. The Bible says and behold. Verse 7. An angel of the Lord stood by him and a light shone in the prison. And he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off his hands. Then the angel said to him, Guard yourself and tie on your sandals. So he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. Of course, we all know what happened. The rest became history. And when they got to the gate that was made of iron, that that gate could not stand the presence of Elohim. Because you see, these cherubs they carry the glory of Elohim around. So when they got there, the gates recognized that this one, these are not beings that I can I can stop. These are beings I must give way to. Even inanimate objects responded and gave way. Let's walk in the spirit, brethren. These are the things that make us, you know, extraordinary. These are the things that make us, you know, more than humans. These things. These things. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 26. I didn't give that scripture, I think. Matthew chapter 26. In the 53rd verse there. I think 52 and 53. Matthew 26. Peter drew his sword and struck someone. Jesus said, "Mm -mm. Don't use physical means when there are issues he said don't use sword because those that take sword he say will be will perish by sword Mm-mm. he said do you do you think he said do you think that i cannot now pray and god will release legions of angels. so what does that tell you that prayer secures the presence of angels he said do you now think or he said do you think that I cannot now pray I'm quoting the New King James Version that I cannot now pray and and God will release legions of Angel so prayer it's a chaos I didn't have time I wanted to look into what Daniel the experience of Daniel and and Gabriel one of the cherubs again And what happened with daniel but there's no time to look into that i just want to mention the last thing before we stand up to pray and we have communion today so the bible says well another thing that activates the ministry of angel is godly reverence godly reverence godly reverence that's another thing if you you can you can you can look at scriptures like you know matthew chapter 1 from 18th verse Joseph was an upright man, a one, one that feared God. He was an upright man. And he was always having angelic visitation because he lived in godly reverence. Even when he wakes up from his dream, he so, he so, he so reverenced God that even the instructions from his, his, his dreams, he carries them out to the letter in the physical. He reverenced God so deeply. And he had that company of angels. An angel will come and give him certain instructions. Even tell him things that would have been forbidden that Joseph could not have thought about like taking Jesus to Egypt. I mean, everything he knew about scripture contradicts that thing. But the angel showed up. He said, now, it's time to take the child. Take this child to Egypt because someone seeks to kill him. Because, remember one of the Sons of abraham right wanted to go to egypt and god forbid forbid him right but angel god said sent angel angel came and said take this child to egypt when those that sought his life died the angel came back again say do you think you don't have an angel in your life you have one the only thing that you've not taken acknowledgement of his presence the bible says are they not ministering spirits who are sent to minister for to minister for those who are the heirs of salvation are you an heir of salvation have you been born again you are an heir apparent you are heir of god so you have angelic company in your life can we rise to our feet?